0: today's podcast is kind of a special podcast we know as the times are changing right now winter is coming it's already here coldness is out there and unfortunately we have people that are living out there with no shelter in the cold not knowing where they're going to live or where they're going to sleep today we're talking to the homeless and today i have a special guest here today He's sixty-three years old, and uh, we're gonna ask him those questions that everybody has on their mind every time they drive by and see a homeless. Sir, how are you doing today? I know you're sixty-three years old. How long have you been homeless? About a year. Since,
1: For, I, since I came from Houston, Texas. What happened? Well.
0: Let me ask you the question that a lot of folks have, you know, why all the way homeless? Couldn't you have gotten a job? Couldn't you have picked yourself up? Well, I'm disabled. See yourself seeing this? Are you going to continue? Or are you going to try to get yourself up? No. is So you got high hopes. Yeah. That's a good thing, and that's what we expect from all of them. You know, because you ask yourself you, that question every time you're driving by and you see a homeless pushing a basket or something, and in your mind it's like, wow, look at that person. Well, here's that person. These are the people that are really out there walking around in the cold weather right now, not knowing where they're going to sleep tonight these are them, these are their stories. And that's what we're gonna continue doing here today in this podcast. We're gonna continue talking to the homeless because we wanna know and we want these questions answered that so much of you have and aren't willing to do, to ask these questions. Sir. And so, of course, being homeless is not a choice, is it? How do you do it every night, not knowing where you're gonna sleep? What goes through your head? drinking problem or a drug problem? No. None of those problems. <laughs> but of course folks are you, you're looking at a person that's right here and he's homeless, but he is 63 years old. I mean it's pretty hard to do a job right now that's gonna be able to help you create that lifestyle, especially because he's on disability. What about reaching out to a family member? I know that's a question a lot of the audience has. Reaching out to a family member for that extra help, let me stay on the couch, let me try to find that job that's gonna get me out of this progress that I'm in now. I
2: have family back.
0: Did you have a job back then? Did you have I know you had a problem with your wife, you got divorced. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what were you doing back then? Did you have a career?
2: Mm-hmm. I just got on social security. she lost my
0: basically spiraled out of control oh, yeah. after the divorce. Wow. Do you know where you're going to sleep tonight?
2: Mm, in my tent, if the police don't come and tell me take it down.
0: As a homeless man, are you afraid right now? after knowing that a couple of homeless were killed? Yes. Do you, do you protect yourself? Yes. I don't, I don't know what
2: else well, you know. What? What?
0: what about so, macing? Have they Have they maced you? What? Yes. How did the police treat you guys?
2: No. I guy came uh,
0: police or that was somebody else? Wow. Is there a lot of violence in that? Yes. In between the homeless? Yes.
2: Yes. Wow.
0: Have you eaten today? No. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad. Where do you see yourself in the future? a short recess and when we come back we're going to talk to two women that are also homeless and how they're surviving out there we'll be right back and we're back with talking with mr 702 straight from las vegas nevada and today we're talking to the less fortunate we're talking to the homeless out there we have two women that are on stage today and they're going to be talking about their life and how they ended up where they ended up we're going to talk first to my young lady over here, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you end up homeless?
2: It, it took most of my life. Um, pretty much uh, self loathing I suppose. The thing I touched turned to gold, and I, I didn't realize that I earned it. If I poverty poverty we had no money, I would have taken better care of my finances. <laughs> yes. But I, I put myself there, and unfortunately, I see how the other side uses something like as throwbacks to a genetic mistake, and it, they couldn't be more far off, and we are not getting the help that we're supposed to get by law, and I think people should be aware of where the money is going. It's not trickling down to us. it's not. 71, they haven't even taken one step to put me in an apartment, get four walls. The women and children are staying at the courtyard, I'm gonna say, it, and they should not be there. They should be in an apartment or a home, they're not doing anything to help these women and children. And and we're right and the seniors are right up there. And there is plenty of housing. And I'm on disability. I I mean, I think uh, the the these senior places are subsidized. They, but they don't want to put you in them that means they're allowed. out there aren't informed enough of the reality and how we're desperately trying to get out, And it makes it a hard. Because we're just pathetic, weak, and that's where we belong, right? It can be different from
0: the truth. And, and it is. And, and people don't know that, unfortunately, just like lady right here. She was okay. She had a nice life. Unfortunately, things happened in her life that she ended up homeless. And here she is struggling just to have a life. The question on everybody's mind is, do you know if you're going to eat today? No. Yeah. Because uh, it's
2: hard to do that. When you do it, you're just <laughs> stolen. And um, that's a luxury at this point, and it costs a lot to, to feed yourself when you don't have You know, that sort of thing, I think that's nice to cook it, it has to be already cooked and, and prepared, and it's, it's expensive, very expensive. So...
0: Where do you perceive yourself in the future?
2: Out of the place I put my was, so to speak, but when I view a luxury as an electrical outlet that works, and a bathroom that no one is (laughs) working themselves in, I will be so, I will view the entire world differently. Four walls and a front door, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in, (laughs) it's going to be a luxury, so.
0: You can see the attitude, emotional, progress of being someone but unfortunately she's homeless and the biggest problem here is in the homeless community how much violence is within the homeless community. And I'm gonna ask you a question, have you ever been, been raped?
2: No,
0: but I have
2: been hit twice from behind and ended up in the hospital so a or so I nearly died because I had seizures in 2000 they could have killed me and it happened again. I have been um, drugged and thrown behind a bin. Um, I had no idea what happened and they because they have nothing better to do or they want your phone, they will they will kill you for a quarter I They will still do it anyway. Then you look weak and easy. So it's a no way situation. So it's and a
0: homeless and homeless crime. Yes. <laughs>
2: That's
0: incredible.
2: Yes, and which rarely surfaces in the media. Um, they don't want that climate. And uh, I think it's wrong because we cannot, or we are, the homeless, push the envelope are as the rest of the people could have That's, that, uh, with media, the strength and the respect, because we don't get any respect. I mean, they just, whatever comes out of our mouths is, I think, interpreted because we are homeless, period. And, and this is what I've experienced, and it's mortifying. It really is.
0: Let's continue the conversation with our next guest here, another female homeless person that's been living in the streets. Let's talk to her for a little bit. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How long have you been on the streets? Um, it's
3: been a year and two weeks.
0: Can you tell the folks at home um, what had to be so bad?
3: Um, the pandemic, um, I was doing good. I had a roommate who um, had been with me for some years, and unfortunately, he died suddenly in July of 2020. And um, he was the one that got And I have my son who has special needs there with me. Um, and we to try to keep it for just sweets until I could And so I reached out to Chap and they came way too late. And so luckily my ex um, he's my best friend, he, uh, <coughs> he gave me a place to but um, I got sick and went into hospital. So once I got well, um, I stayed there, worked for working for my seat until he lost his and going from there, I went had enough money in Airbnb for a couple of weeks, um, and then I lost that. So, and I ended up at the airport, and I've been just struggling. I've been fortunate so far, just meeting a few people, people like me, people like Silence. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. I was scared because of, of my life of home. I didn't know anything different. Coming around that corner on me and the I was uh, pissed off, scared, because I'm seeing everybody on the corner um, coming up that way, either doing drugs or just like, whoa, well, where did I just end up? <laughs> wow, <laughs> and so, incredible, huh? Yes, yeah, so I just sat there wide eyed, um, and luckily this young man helped me out through the courtyard, um, got me a phone call, and um, I started, how I met people is I started watching their things. They know that, I guess they were watching me, and that I sat there and I started to talk to people. Because people just I guess, find me that they can just talk to me. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that's how I forged a lot of uh, relationships there.
0: When you lay down, when you find somewhere to lay down, what goes through your head?
3: Like what went wrong? What choice did I make? Um, I'm still yelling at Mike, you know, like, "Hi, why did you leave me?" Um, You know, unfortunately, my son um, he ended up spazzing out because of it started to him. So I'm wondering where he is. Um, I found out he's okay. Um, So it's just everything in your life, and just to pray that you don't. Killed, at least in the courtyard, you have some little protection. Um, but just recently, I'm now out on the street um, because of uh, from the courtyard, You can't have wagons, you can't have carts. and so it's like a mass exit. Um, and a lot of us ended up on the street, which I'm like, okay, this is not camping as I it. so it's, it's, it's even more scary because of everything you hear of The way we've been eating because people think so sweet to drop snacks off or um, a hot dog. Um, one lady even brought her child to bring us over to teach him how to and it's, it's, So you have every <laughs> you,
0: you say your son, your kid, um, mm-hmm. did, was he homeless with you living in the street? Also, at what age was he?
3: No, he was 16 uh, when my. So he is now in DRC because he was because he has cable issues. Um, and I couldn't know. Um because I would be too concerned about him and how he'll react and his protection of me and my protection of me. And I would never because he always had it.
0: Are you able to decision? How long has it been you haven't seen?
3: Um since October 20th. So i
0: Him. How do you feel about the wordless with the homelessness now, now that you have to worry about the homelessness that are living right next to you, but I'm worried about these people that might come approach you and actually? That uh, for the last three days that I've been out there, it's really,
3: really, really squeezing. Um, I sleep I talked to anybody and it's like any shut. Luckily the guy next to me, Silas is a dog, So he's kind of been a burglar line. So that's one thing. But I'm at your, at your And I could see the
1: So
0: looking at yourself, and I'm pretty good at judging the characters, um, you don't do drugs. No. How does it feel being out there with a lot of homeless that unfortunately aren't just so mad, you see them all over the street, they don't shower.
2: constant beatings on the women this kind of man. It, it it's endless and it it, it I can't even express how horrible it does become even murder and it just does stress how serious it's going to become it's it's, it's horrible i think it, it's so important for people to know more of what is going on and what is not what information is it going to them and what we can do about it because we would like to be able to get back into what we call our normalcy and it makes it, it when we've got the best system to to go up against. And it's, we can't speak out because the media doesn't pick up on so much of this. They don't they're not doing what they should be doing because I'm desperately I have the ability if they just help me. Just get get that place and I have you know, we, most of us are on SSI or disability or social security, but, or, or they want to get back to work.
0: And they can. It's, um, That's a good question. I mean, the way they show it to us on TV, on our newscast, on radio, they illustrate this picture that the help is out there, that you guys aren't seeking it. Does that have any truth No. Absolutely
2: not. It's like running. Into a brick wall. Every place you go, it's running into a brick wall, and they don't have to put the, the permanent housing for you. They want to put you in one of their transitional places, where they will st- they stay there. These people for years. They rob from you. Um, they drink. They do their drugs, and uh, you're stuck. So, what's the point? Because those transitional places. So they turn somewhere permanent, right, we're, we're going, then we can make that another step forward. But we can't until we get out of these places to practice.
0: So you heard it here, folks. Unfortunately, the homeless aren't getting the help that everyone is hearing that they're getting. The offers aren't out there. The selections aren't out there. And they're just struggling on a day-by-day basis. That's the truth. That's the reality. Let's go to another short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to a company that's actually trying to do a difference for the homeless out there. We'll be right back. And we're back talking with Mr. 702. Of course, we've been talking to the homeless this morning, but today we're going to talk to a guy that dedicates his life, him and his wife, to try to make a difference for the homeless, and we're going to talk to him right now. Ronnie, tell these people about yourself a little bit.
1: Um going tell whole story. For me, I grew up with no father, and uh, my mom, she was never there. She had to work, to take care of me. So I did what I had to do. I sold drugs, went out of jail. Lucky like for me, I went to federal prison for growing marijuana. I did this program, it changed my life. Kind of got thrown into this business, and it happens that I actually care. And thought uh, it be easy. It's not easy. Shop, you know. I've saved girls from getting raped. I make people laugh and cry every day. Now I just try to make happy. I can't. I thought I could save them all. I know I can't save them, but if there's two hundred people down there, don't trust nobody in the world but me. That's a And, I, and that's, you know, that's where I am. I love these guys. You know? What is it that you do there at church? Well, where we have counseling. Them? We have counselors and clothes okay. and food, but it's been hard to get. Counselors, and uh, so now we've had four counselors for the first time ever. We wait four months for big the, the credentials by the insurance company. So, meanwhile, I've had five guys die, yeah. uh, and, and they come up and go, "When can I see a counselor?" You know, and I can't, can't bring in my shop. We don't take your insurance. Yet. You know, and and it's just it's a sad thing. And everybody that I talk to, they all think they're drug addicts. What I learned is what we live, we learn, what we learn, we practice. What we practice, what we become. We become as consequences. So if your dad molested you, and you went to jail for a year and you never deal with it, you hate your dad. You become your dad. He lets you just Right. You know, so it's, I understand this stuff now. It's, it's sad shit. Yeah, they carry the burden inside and can't
0: express themselves. So they retaliate by being that person. Being yes.
1: Somebody. I had a guy in my van about a month ago. I go, you are your father, Ian. And he's arguing with me and I go, What's hey, what your father do? First it was my my step, uh, he was a foster kid. He goes, he drank, he beat me up and I isolated." I go, okay, so what did he do? He drinks, gets a big mouth, he beat up, and then he, and when he said, I isolate, he's right then he knew he's his father. Two weeks later, one slit his throat. You know, and I see this, I've seen people like, I mean, yeah, I see some crazy stuff. What Ronnie does is Ronnie. He met the manager of the homeless, and he goes, who are you and what are you doing? Here? I said, my name's Ronnie, and I'm doing Ronnie. He stepped back and he's like, but then I told him my story, and he said, that's badass.
0: The manager of the
1: homeless? Yeah, that's what I said, manager of the homeless. What is that? <laughs> that's what I said. You guys got a mayor like that or something? No, he, he was homeless, he, was, he seemed like a nice guy, but I think me and him should probably talk more. Right. Because where these guys stay, I don't know, I feel like it's like the Jews and the Germans put them in there. I mean, they got, they got their baskets for a reason. They have to throw all their clothes, and that's all, everything they own is in a basket of cart they pull. But now they can't bring carts in there, so what are they supposed to do? Wow. That's, why, that's why she's outside. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I could go on forever, man.
0: I mean, I, was, so, I mean, so all these ads that the homeless are getting this help, and they're just
1: refusing it, and they just are giving up in life, is actually lies. The help is not really out there. For me, I, I see it on both ways, you know what I mean? I see their, their job, and but they help a lot of people, but it's just not enough help. Yeah, but just like you and yourself,
0: I mean, you're paying rent, you're giving a facility to be able to help them, but yet you can't get the counselors
1: that you need to be able to help them. Yeah. How do you deal with that? It's tough for me, because I'm just, I know hundreds of guys on the streets, and every day I tell them no. You know, and it, it's hard. It, when it, it's hard for me to even come, come around sometimes, because I, I hate saying no, you know? Cause I know that, what I found out is these guys, they can come to my shop and I come in there and they're smiling and they're laughing. I like that, because they're feeling normal. So That's what Ronnie does, he's trying to make you feel normal. And if you, need to hear, if you need to hear it, I'll tell it to you, too. But uh, yeah, it's true, There's you got your drug dealers out there, you got your rapers, you got your you know, every kind of breed out of there, you know? Sucks,
0: Ronnie, what would you wish for other homeless out there right now? Man,
1: I, I would say inner peace, be happy, and have a place to live. And, but I also noticed that they all lost, most of them lost their confidence. They think this is it. So I let them ride my scooters, try to get them to go out and find people, they work for me. I'm trying to build confidence. It's because you're 65 years old, don't mean you can't dress like Ronnie and then beat your head up. You know, so that's that's what I teach them. You know? I just try to teach them just to smile. For me, that's like, I didn't I didn't know what, when I came into this, I didn't know what it was going to be like. This. But I've always cared, but I didn't know it would be like. this, where I come home with my wife piss on me. Because some, like, shit her pants, and I'm going to go back to my shop to get her clothes. You know, Right. I miss my kid's rest But if I, don't, if I go home, I'm going to be thinking about her all night. You know, so for me, it's more, I mean, I mean, it's sad when you go in the courtyard and you see eighty-year-old people that are laying on the ground. waiting well, they didn't plan their retirement correctly. Well maybe it shouldn't be a thirty-year loan, it should be a fifteen year loan so people have a chance. You know, to buy a house. Stuff like that. I think our government's out of control. I mean, those guys uh, it's against a lot of be homeless now. Against a lot of be homeless.
0: <laughs> right, you committed a crime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's crazy to me. Let me talk to you a little bit
0: more about this court. I keep on hearing courtyard. In my mind, when I hear courtyard, an open space on the ground with a fountain in the middle, what are we talking about? Are we talking about just an open area, and these guys are all sleeping on the floor, or do they have at least some kind
1: of so, something to keep them off the ground? Because you got the courtyard that's owned by the city, and then it's next door to the mission, and you got, no, it's next door to Catholic Charities, and you got the mission Salvation Army. Good. So they build all these places, but they don't all get along. That's why the people are on the streets. They, you know, they don't we don't we don't all get along it's like prison, right? But the courtyard is run right by the city. I mean, it's, it's not that bad, really. It's better than nothing. Right. But the rules and the guards, it's a lot for them, but they need to be trained properly. Because it affects them. It affects me. I start I started having panic attacks crying I feel what they're so the courtyard, it's just it's a city thing, and they want to build another one. Because now they, every time they put their little card in, they get money for that. So basically, it's its not ran properly. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. You know, and uh, they should, should This talk to you like me. They really know what's going on. What I've been noticing is i got county guys watching me. City guys watching me. They're calling me up. Pastors like, Ronnie, what, what's going on with you? What do you do? I just say, Ronnie. And they I really say that. But that's what I'm doing, just me. And, and it's working, you know. I have, like I said, I have hundreds of people out there that count on me, and trust me, you know. I mean, and I, I know, half of them, you know, something happened when in my early childhood. And those are the ones that are doing the drugs because they never dealt with the pain. It goes to your core beliefs, you know, and that's hard to get there. Like, for me, I gotta go to my core beliefs and understand that stuff. So I eat with them, I hang out with them, I make them laugh, I make them cry. And I just try to make them just be happy. I don't want to see them all smile. I can't even play bingo down the courtyard. <laughs> you want to tell them your your company's name and how they can reach you, Ronnie? To you like, know, uh, yeah. Get we that got help. Got help. My counseling center is Inner Healing, and now we got Joy Care too. which going be our nonprofit. And uh, I'm gonna blow up.
0: <laughs> I am. Thank you, Ronnie, for everything you do for the community and especially for the homeless. And, of course, I'm Mr. 702. You've been talking with him. That's how we do it here at the podcast. We've been talking with the homeless population here that's growing rapidly. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to keep on ignoring it, lying to ourselves about it, or actually give these guys a hand and help them through these rough times? Reporting for GuidoTV.com on my podcast, talking with Mr. 702. See you next time.